This is a warning. You have entered the Cinema Jock Spoiler Lounge. Plot details, character deaths, twist endings, and everything in between will be discussed. Only continue forward if you have seen the movie in discussion, or do not care if something is spoiled for you. Again, this is a warning. This is Spoiler Lounge. You heard the announcement. We are spoiling Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Last chance, if you have not seen the movie, turn the podcast off. Here we go, Matt. All right. I am so ready for this. Yes. I finally saw it. So let me give you my quick take on the movie since I didn't have the chance to do that on the podcast that you reviewed said film. Excellent feature here by Quentin Tarantino on your criticism of sort of too much of the background Mm. noise Mm -hmm. and news clippings. I could see where you're coming from, and also maybe a little bit too much of the, the dr- just driving in the, in the film, because they were yeah. showing off the sets, though. So I somewhat understand that he's got this amazing backdrop of old Hollywood, and he wants to use it and show it off. But how many times do they come back to that same joke of him pulling into his driveway with the poster of himself? Too much, yeah. right. I agree. Three or a four times. Too many times. Yeah. One of my favorite scenes in the movie is the ranch scene where Brad Pitt uh, picks up that hippie girl and yeah. drives her out to this old film set ranch where Pussycat. Yeah, Pussycat, where all the basically Manson gang was living and hanging out, which right. turns out to be true. I looked up, you know, fact versus oh, fiction. Oh, did you go down the Manson rabbit hole? Yeah, so that okay. part of it was all very true. They were living at that ranch. And wow, what a sequence there that Tarantino put together because it's always kind of funny, the movie, you know, from start to finish, these characters are. But it, it actually is creepy and quite tense Whoa, of a scene as well. There's a lot of dread in that scene. Oh, you don't know what exactly is going to happen. I right. thought for sure that the guy didn't exist that he was going to see, who ends up being Bruce Stern. I just assumed they killed him or he's not on the property same, anymore. Same. I wasn't so familiar with the true story that I knew exactly what he was going to find in that room. And then when he walks in, everybody's thinking, oh, my God, it's going to be a corpse and it's going to be smelly and a spider's going to crawl out of an empty eye socket or something. It's going to be gross but then it was bruce stern it was kind of a relief the girl who is sort of the leader of that group in there that's dakota fanning who, yeah who looked completely different to me unrecognizable that would that threw me off and it was one of those where it was just enough dakota fanning where i'm like that's dakota fanning and then like 20 seconds later i'm like oh no no that's not her so <laughs> she, yeah, she, she looked like just enough I was confused. It was, well, great acting job. Yes. So I loved uh, that scene in particular. And then another favorite of mine was when DiCaprio has his big acting moment. Oh, yes. Where at the end of the scene, he ends up uh, throwing this young actress on the floor. And they go with the scene, and they're, they're yelling, like, King Lear, like, King Lear. And he's just going for it. And then after it ends, that moment of he just feels like he's got he it again. He nailed it. He just nailed it. And the director goes and talks to him. But that sequence shows you what a talented actor he is. Because you had mentioned the same thing, that he is acting doing acting in the movie, right? right? So you have this, like this moment right before he's about to turn it on inside that scene. And the, the layer there of changing it over to, okay, now I'm acting for the camera inside this movie mm-hmm. was incredible. I love that sequence. I did too. It was it, probably DiCaprio's character, um, Dalton's best moment in the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise he was really played for laughs and it was a little too corny for my taste. Like, definitely not my favorite character. Brad Pitt's character, on the other hand, Cliff Booth, every moment he's on the screen is just uh, 
great. And your favorite scene when we did this film was uh, the Cliff Booth meeting Bruce, Bruce Lee. Lee. Yeah. However, I would actually say that the joke that's used for the recap of that scene. Right. It, I love that moment Fair when enough. he comes back. Oh, my goodness. Because he goes up on the roof to fix the antenna. Right. And then it just jumps to this uh, scene of this whole thing of him going to be on set, fights Bruce Lee, throws right, him into a little, the car. It's a little confusing at first. hundred percent confusing, and that's what makes that moment so great. Then it comes back and he says, "Fair enough." Yeah, that's fair up. enough. Because in that <laughs> moment when he goes up on the roof, that was my that was the hardest I laughed in the movie. You almost think in the in the scene leading up to that where he drops off DiCaprio, uh, and he, Leonardo DiCaprio's character is a little mean to him, and he's like. Hey, man, you're not on this shoot, actually. Can you go home and fix my antenna? And you're thinking, oh, he's kind of a crappy friend. He's like, well, you can't be in this one because it's the same gaffer as the guy uh, that did uh, Black Hornet. And so then he goes home. He gets on the roof. And then that flashback occurs. And he's like, oh, actually, yeah, that's... But we don't know it's a flashback. Right. And that's really the joke that it is a flashback. And he's like... That's about right. Yeah, that's about right. Wow, is that good? That was um, awesome. The entire cast was great. I thought DiCaprio and Brad Pitt's chemistry was really off the charts. It was just perfect. Perfect. It really was. I, I believed their relationship wholeheartedly. I did. So let's bring it to the end of the film, mm. which is something that obviously we don't want to spoil if you haven't seen the movie. But since you're no, here. No, this is the spoiler of the lounge. Right, we, 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 we figure they have. And that is, what was he going to do with the Manson murders? And right. And he, he inglorious bastards it. He did. He, he, he rewrites history. Alters history. And in a lot of ways, a movie like this being a film about movies, it totally makes sense because that's what film is, right? We're watching movies where we can make up the ending. Jeff York called it, mm-hmm. by the way. Yeah, I think probably once he got to that point in the writing, he realized that that's the only thing he could do. You, you just can't murder Sharon Tate on the screen and get away with it i don't think it would just be repugnant but the way he did it is kind of what everybody wanted to happen and then we get to you know have the continuance but is this going to become a crutch for tarantino now this is the second time Time he's he's done it i know which was that's why my defense with york when we were talking to him that time i said i don't know if he'd want to do that two times because he's already done it with inglorious bastards but it worked so well here and and that last shot what you see is that that overhead shot of DiCaprio being invited into uh, Sharon Tate's home and they walk in was actually very somber because we, the viewer, know no. that this was a very, you know, this was Hollywood. This is once upon a time in Hollywood. Well, we, he made up an ending. We also know and what really so happened that night. What, what really happened. Yeah. But the violence of the scene where they actually <laughs> kill the three intruders was so over the top and funny. But I did see some complaints of people saying, well, it's no laughing matter. But I, I don't think they, they got the point that we were, that's what we wanted to have happen, like you said, and we were like relishing in the moment of this over-the-top yeah, violence towards the, I gotta, the, uh, yes. the bad guys in right, this case. Right, right. I don't get that criticism at all because that criticism was not levied against him for Inglorious Bastards when the Bastards um, machine gun Adolf Hitler in the face. Everybody's on board for that, so, I mean, why not the Manson family? They're They're, you know, not quite as repugnant as Hitler, arguably, but... Certainly very, very disgusting people that we would all sort of enjoy seeing get their comeuppance. I'm not advocating violence per se, but I thought that that was cathartic. It was earned, and it was okay by me. I don't get that backlash at all. Mm. And I also love the flamethrower coming back out at the end. What <laughs> yeah. a great touch. Uh, that was, if I, 
right up there with as much as I laughed with the antenna when, when <laughs> DiCaprio's reaction to the girl falling into the pool and then coming out with the flamethrower was just just amazing. Right, yeah. I honestly <laughs> thought that DiCaprio was probably going to get iced during that scene. So did I. Like, I was like, oh, well, there he's dead. Yep. And uh, no, he is not. He goes and he gets a flamethrower. <laughs> I mean, wow. Oh, just that, so, that scene was and, great. And the fact that... Okay, he he really uh, Brad Pitt really channels Lloyd from True Romance in this scene. Right before all the violence takes place, he makes the decision to um, smoke a cigarette that's been laced with some some drugs mm-hmm. uh, that that he had left at DiCaprio's house for over a year or so, months, months, and months. And uh, he's like, "The train has left the station," and we get the idea, the impression throughout the movie that this character is such a super badass he could take on Bruce Lee with one arm tied behind his back. But here he is completely out of his mind on, on LSD, and he still carries off this violence. Mm-hmm. And when he gets the trained dog to attack, it's pretty vicious, man. It really is. Uh, oh, and the head bashing against the... Uh, Telephone. And the mantle when he... Mm, I mean... The mantle, yep. Yeah, it is uh, full-on gore. Oh, good stuff. Phil, you also have now seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I have. Uh, you enjoying this conversation? You, you, Absolutely. A lot of things that you liked with this one? Absolutely. I think, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm not as high on it as you guys. Uh, I, I do think that the the pacing is a big low point. Like, they spent a little bit too much time with Sharon Tate watching her own movies. Um, but I do think that there's a lot of little writing notes that Quentin does that really pull it together. Like, my favorite thing, my favorite part of the movie is when, is part of the roof scene, but when Brad Pitt gets onto the roof... Um, it's just like such an obvious thing since he's a stunt guy. Of course, he's not going to use a ladder. He like jumps on a trash can, then <laughs> climbs up on the fence, and then like it's a great leaps. touch. It's awesome. That was great. Uh, and then like even when uh, 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 Leonardo DiCaprio is like recounting the story he, uh, to the neighbors, he was like kind of surprised himself that this prop flamethrower still works. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're like, "Well, are you okay?" He's like. Well, not the hippies. One of them is burnt to a <laughs> yeah. crisp. <laughs> the way he tells it so matter-of-factly. Yeah. yeah. I do want to ask you guys a question. And this is, I guess, a little bit of a spoiler. Um, because I'm not sure on it. Is Do you guys think that Cliff actually did murder his wife? Because they don't answer that. Oh, right. That's a yeah. great question. Yeah, they do leave it very open-ended. And it's, it's funny because I, I, I went and read uh, this fact versus fiction, and they, were, they bring up that character. Is it real or is it based on something? And they bring up the idea of, um, you know, he never explains one way or the other if he mm-hmm. killed his wife. Does that make the character any more empathetic or would you still cheer for the guy? Right. It, it complicates the... The character, for sure. It does complicate the character, which I, I think is good. If it was my my guess, I think he murdered his wife. See, I was in the camp that he didn't. Because mm. he seemed like such a good friend to, to Leonardo DiCaprio and how much he loved his dog. I would imagine... Well, I agree with that. But they paint the wife in the very brief scene that she's actually on screen as such a horrible person. You know, she's she's there, she's on a boat, she's with her loved ones. Everything should be great. But all she can do is complain. And she's really, really abusive. So I, I kind of do think he was he was pointing that direction. I mean, he's got the spear gun pointed right at her. <laughs> he's on a boat in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> She's dead. We know that. And everyone thinks he did it. Well, and because he has that line in the car when he's got the, the girl with him where he's like, um, the police have been on me and I'm not, I'm says, not going to jail for this one or whatever the line is, something right. like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I can't say the line, but... Uh, 
because Parker's still here. In this. <laughs> but but uh, he's like, I, I ain't gone to basically the gist is I ain't gone to jail for a girl yet. And I'm not going to start because of you. Right. Yeah. yeah. Another nice touch by DiCaprio, the scene that you, you didn't care for so much, and I think it does go on a little bit too much, is when Sharon Tate is in the theater watching her performance. But the nice touch about that is he left it as Sharon Tate in the movie. Yes. I agree. That's but, nice. But let, she, let her performance sort of shine here. But what's interesting is we're watching a movie star playing a movie star who's watching herself starring in a movie. Right. So... I'm just going to leave that right where that is. It's really interesting. It is. <laughs> it's, I mean, the layers he put into it, crazy. Did you guys think, um, did you guys notice there were like moments where I think he was letting you know that Charles Manson was stalking her too throughout that? Like there's a big scene, like the big one that comes to my mind is like there's this really bright red car that pulls up behind her. When Which she's is the, the car, agent. That's, that's his car from Pulp Fiction. That's the red car that, that uh, uh, John Travolta is driving really? Mia Wallace in. Yeah. See, yes. I just thought it was supposed to be Charles Manson. Charles Manson. And I feel like there was like a lot of stuff like that where it was like, but you only see Manson once, if I'm not mistaken. Right. I, I he goes to right. the house. Yeah. Oh. They're not there. Which reminds me. So does anybody here have the answer to why the Wikipedia plot entry, at least as of the time that I saw the film a week ago, was completely off base? Did you read it? You probably didn't. Not. So it actually says in Wikipedia, and it may have been corrected by now. Uh, that Sharon Tate is trained in martial arts by Bruce Lee, (laughs) and she actually gets in the fight. The Manson family comes and captures her, but she escapes and beats the hell out of them with the martial arts that Bruce Lee taught her. Bruce Lee is actually there fighting. It could be like an extended cut, because there is like, when she's watching herself and like replaying in her own memory. She's doing the karate moves. Maybe. Maybe he shot that. Maybe that was the original script, but there is a wild incorrect plot synopsis on Wikipedia. That, that could have been to keep everything under wraps. Maybe. You know, by the studio supply dead or something, just to keep it quiet. Could be. But I, it's it. completely accurate up to the ending. And it still says that they reversed history. Hmm. So I don't, I don't get why it would be different, but maybe. Weird. All right. Uh, any other thoughts? I, I think this has been a really good spoiler launch. No, we spoiled it. Yes. All right. So that's it. For real this time. Until we spoil the next film. Right. But for this podcast, now we've got to bring it to a real end. Indeed. Right. So until next week, I'm Ryan the Movie Guy. I'm Matt Kay. And And keep keep on on John about about the movies. movies.